Hello and welcome to Reach and Reflect, a podcast where we interview guests from both traditional and alternative life paths with the aim of figuring out for the benefit of our audience where they find fulfillment and meaning. In her own words, at 25 years old, Maite Kuyasin is an artist, poet, and muse in full pursuit of the truth of the soul. In this episode, her daringly raw authenticity is a breath of fresh air in a world of highlight reels and fake media personalities. She believes that those that free themselves free others. Not one to mince words, prepare to get esoteric and woo as we delve into her perspectives on the metastructure of the universe itself as revealed by her tumultuous yet surprisingly uplifting story. We did our best to delve into the lowlights in order to provide actionable advice for anyone who should find themselves in similar situations. As always, we ask that our audience check in with how well this guest resonates with you. Residence may be a sign that your path and purpose is along the same lines as our guests. Thank you. And if you enjoy this episode, please leave a rating or review. Maite. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I feel really excited to be here. Yeah, me too. Um, you're someone I've been looking forward to interviewing for a long time, given your uh, trajectory and where you're at. Um, but before diving into that, I want to give an introduction of what this is to you and everyone else. So Reach and Reflect is designed to give people a map of life. We're going to interview people who have achieved a respectable position in whatever their domain of choosing was, whether it's you know a traditional job or something alternative or like you, a musician, and really dive into the questions that we're all struggling to answer, but not really talking about like where do you find meaning and like, when do you feel fulfilled? Um, we're going to do so by going through your life story. We'll do a little biopic in the beginning. We'll talk about the highs, uh, the lows, especially, and how you got out of those lows, just to give people like a, a real picture of what it's like to, you know, be you and, and live life. You know, we're trying to get away from the uh, highlight real norm that we see online and the manufactured personalities we see on traditional media like television and give people a real dose of humanity all with the goal of helping people out amazing um <coughs> to that end we uh we invite our viewers to use reach and reflect as a toolkit to use all of our guests as landmarks on a map and from there decide where they want to head with their lives hmm. um so uh, without further ado, our guest today is Maite. Uh, how do you pronounce your last name? Koyasin. Koyasin. Maite Koyasin. And could you give us just like a quick bio, like, you know, how old are you? Where are you from? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, I am this year 25 years old. I will be 26 in a couple of months. Uh, I was born in Tahiti, French Polynesia. And then when I was five, my whole family moved to this little island area in British Columbia called Powell River. That's where they are right now. Then when I was 13, I moved to the Bay Area, California, um, and kind of just never left. I fell in love with it and didn't want to leave. Amazing. Yeah. This place has a magic like that. It does. Um, well, and we'll dive more deeply into that story in just a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we do, I just want to set the stage and um, make a quick ask of you to, you know, as we go through these questions, uh, try to do your best to paint a picture for our viewers. Mm. Um, I find stories are the best uh, form for people to remember things in. 
Um, that's why we can all remember fairy tales, but not necessarily what happened in, you know, 1654 in wherever. Oh, I know exactly what happened in 1654. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so yeah. Um, then let's go ahead and get started. Can you just tell me like where you are currently in life? Like, what are you doing? Where are you at? Where are you headed? Mm. Where am I at currently in life? What's alive for me right now is this transition into uh, a lot of planting seeds and a lot of undoing. Um, and I mean undoing in, the in, in a way of like the patterns and beliefs and thought systems that I've carried my whole entire life. I've spent a lot of time undoing. And so now I'm in this state that's like a little bit raw as I now reevaluate what is true for me and what does feel good and what am I here to do and who am I really. And so um, stepping into that space and, and embodying more of that. And so that's really what's alive for me right now is this like stage of a lot of curiosity um, in observing and witnessing where my life is going, where my life has been, um, who I get to become and who I get to be. Um and so that's like kind of it on a um, on a more meta level, and then on a more micro level, I'll be going to Costa Rica next week <laughs> for Envision Festival, um, and my life is one where it's uh, it asks for a lot of acute presence on my part, and so I don't know what I'm doing after Envision Festival. Um, I have like tentative dates, like at the end of March, I know that I'll be co-leading a women's retreat and then I know that in July I'll be performing at a really cool event that I'm not going to speak too much on because I haven't actually asked for permission to talk about that yet mm. <laughs> um but things like that and and so my life is very like ebb and flow it's very like what's really live for me right now um surrendered to the moment uh, and then kind of going in the direction of like I cannot see that far ahead of me just like three steps ahead and moving in that direction and then switching and moving in and you know to the right and then to the left and um so yeah that's where i'm at that is wild <laughs> um and you know exactly why i wanted to have you on as well um because you're in what i would consider a very courageous position mm. um and to be in the present so often or at such frequency is generally very rare for where we live and what people do on a day-to-day -day basis um and so before I, I, you know, dive into your backstory a bit more, um, and please keep me honest here, like, would it be accurate to say that you're a musician right now? <laughs> yeah. 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 I have, I feel resistance to that because when I think of musician, mm. I think of someone who like can get up and just like start jamming with the best of them. And that's what I think of when I think of a musician. Mm. Um, it's interesting. Thank you for kind of bring that up because you're right that I, that's a big part of my life too <laughs> <laughs> um writing music and I I would say I'm an artist in the sense that like mm. I can't just like pick up an instrument and like I don't know music theory very well and so for me I'm like no that's I don't really consider myself a musician but if you ask the people around me who come to my shows who listen to me sing who listen to me perform they're like of course you're a musician <laughs> um so I have some resistance to that a little bit but yes, music is a really big part of my life. I'm a, a musician. <laughs> <laughs> musical artist. I'm a musical artist. There we go, yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, great. I think that set the stage pretty well. Um, and so we'll, we'll get back into, you know, kind of what that means. Um, but, you know, since that's a 
I, I always find it's useful to kind of go into like the how did we get here bit. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're going to do next. Cool. Um, so yeah, origin story time. Um, could you, you know, tell me about your childhood? Like, you know, what was your, your younger years life mm -hmm. or your younger years like? Um, and what was family life like? Okay. So my childhood, um, I'm just going to keep it super raw. Please. I'm really honest with you. My childhood, I am now coming to terms with the fact that it, it was a bit traumatic. And I'm putting the word a bit in there because I am <laughs> sugarcoating it, but also being conscientious of the fact that compared to a lot of other life lives, like it, it really there are more traumatic scenarios that could have happened. Mm. Um, but for the purpose of like my own story and my own experience of it, it was difficult. Um, I was born in Tahiti. My biological father passed away when I was six months old. And then my mom was not prepared to take care of me. So really neither one of my parents were prepared to take care of me. And so she left me in the care of her aunt and uncle. Um, and I lived with them for the first few years of my life. And like, if, you know, I'm sure that, you know, you, you know, the, the first few years of your life are really foundational. They kind of set the stage for the rest of your life from when you're born to the age of seven. Like that's when all of your belief systems get solidified. And I happen to have no memory from before the age of seven. Whoa. So I don't know what beliefs were instilled in me. I don't know why I am the way I am. There is no way for me to be like, oh, well, when I was four years old, this happened. Um, because I have, I have no recollection. I don't remember what it was like to live in Tahiti. Don't remember moving to Canada. Um, the earliest memory I have is from when I was seven. And I was super blessed to be a gifted three younger brothers. And the three of us, or the four of us, um, kind of like created a life for ourselves and like created a whole world of like mystery and fantasy and that we would like play with each other. Um, we kind we had each other. So when I was in Tahiti, my brother, uh, was born in Tahiti too. And then, so the two of us moved to Canada and then we had our third brother. Um, or I mean my second brother and, uh, and so, yeah, it was kind of like the three of us who were having a, a difficult time transitioning um, and then the, the fourth brother or my third brother came along later. Um, but yeah, we had each other. And so I, I'm for a long time, that was a situation. It was just me like not wanting to feel any of that. And so covering it, suppressing it, and then acting, acting out in other ways, um, in, in an attempt for those emotions to try and get my attention so that I would like look at them and actually heal them but I wasn't ready for that. And I was not ready for that through high school, was not ready for that through college, like didn't want to deal with it. I, I seriously, seriously made up the most absurd stories. Um, like in high school and in college, I told people that my dad was the CEO of Dasani Water mm. <laughs> because I didn't want to admit that he wasn't like some wealthy guy. Mm. I didn't want to admit that my family was like, you know, middle class. Uh, even, yeah. And and that's like an easy Google search. You could Google what's who's the CEO of Dasani. And mm. I was just like fearless in my lies. Just didn't even flinch about them. Mm. Um, and I was really quick on my feet. So when someone would be like, it says here that the CEO of Dasani is, you know, so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. And I would be so quick. I'd be like, that, yeah, my dad has a pseudo name so that like we don't get bombarded. Wow. <laughs> Absurd things. And it, it 
it got to a point where it really caught up to me mm. and I just got exhausted. I was like, holy crap, I don't think I can keep up these lies anymore. Like, I don't think I can keep up this like false image of myself anymore. Um, you know, I was in college and I was, I experienced deep depression and I was deeply depressed because I wasn't being honest with anybody, let alone myself. Mm. Um, and so I was working in advertising at the time. I was an art director. I was actually really good at what I did. Um, studying advertising and, uh, and working at an agency. Um, and, uh, but just being so sad and so depressed. And at this point I had like created such a false image of myself that I didn't feel like it was okay for me to turn around and be like, Hey everyone, none of this is true. Sorry that I lied. You mm -hmm. know, it was just like, um, I chose to keep it up instead mm. and to, I was like, I've already come this far. Like, I can't turn around now. I just, I'm just going to keep going with it. Um, you know, wasn't honest with my family. Wasn't honest with my boyfriend at the time. Like, my boyfriend even thought that my dad was like some high-level CEO. We <laughs> did it for three years. Wow. <laughs> you were good at that. I was so good at that. Painfully good at that. Mm. Like, it got, I couldn't sleep at night. And, and this is also then when, like, my body was starting to shut down. So I was experiencing enormous physical pain um, that I would see doctors for. Like I was seeing spine specialists for this. I was seeing acupuncturists, um, uh, you know, body workers. What are they called when they crack your back? Chiropractors. Chiropractors. Thank you. Nobody knew what was happening. Um, and it wasn't until like I got really real with myself that I later realized it was an emotional pain that I was carrying anger in my back turns Whoa. out. And so that's a whole journey in of itself of, of healing myself from that. Um, but there was this year of my life, 2016, I remember it cause I call it my Murphy year, my Murphy's law year where everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. And oh. it was basically the year where everything that I lied about and everything that I ever did that went against my truth looked me in the face and said like, you got to face this. It was the year that um, I, that was the year that my back was the most uh, in the most pain. And so I was taking ibuprofen every day, mm. every day for a year because I couldn't walk to class and back without feeling pain in my back. Um, that was when like, um, you know, it was in college. So I had been like smoking marijuana before. But this year it was like, no, I am now smoking marijuana to continue to suppress these emotions because at this point, like lying about it isn't doing it like now I know I'm lying about it and now I know that like none of the I was like believing my own bullshit mm. and it got to a point where it was like oh no this is for real for real and I and I have no other way of dealing with it other than to smoke so that I can numb my emotions yeah um so 2016 was the year of like oh it was so it was so difficult I was like deep in my darkness and my family like that was the year my family said you can't be a part of this family anymore um there was there was some family members who were just like so disappointed and some of them who were just like were so far out of my um who were just were so far removed that they didn't even know what to do and um that year summer of 2016 uh i'm on my way to get um ibuprofen and right before I leave, I, of course, was like, let me just take a bong rip first so I can, like, handle what I'm feeling. So I took a bong rip, got in the car. My boyfriend was with me. And then we're driving. It's like a five-minute drive. And behind me, I see police lights going off. And um, 
so I pulled over and the guy's like your license plate's expired and uh and then he like kind of lingers for a bit and he asks me it smells like smoke in here have you been smoking tonight and I looked at him and I thought to myself for the first time in my life I'm going to be honest for the first time in my life I'm going to tell the truth so I looked at him and I was like yeah actually I have been I smoked about an hour ago and next thing I know I'm in the back of a cop car I'm cuffed and he's bringing me to jail and I'm spending the night in jail and like I'm in this room and it's tight in there and there's somebody laying on a mat at my feet and at my head is a toilet and I was just like this cannot be my life that was like my breaking point Mm. right then and there was just like I cannot believe what's happening to me right now like I have everything laid out for me I went to a a college prep high school like one of the best in the country I went to this college I studied in like one of the best advertising schools in the country you know I'm, I'm in like the top sorority on campus like everything is laid out for me what how is it possible that I'm currently in jail mm. and it was really difficult and I and that it was like right then and there that I really started to feel my sadness and I cr- I got home you know, the next day. And, um, I remember just like weeping, I was weeping and my boyfriend was trying to comfort me. And I just kept saying over and over again, I feel so alone. I feel so alone. And it was really hard because he was like, I'm here. And I was like, I feel so alone. Mm. And I understand it now as like, of course I feel alone. Like nobody knows who I am. I don't know who I am. I feel alone even when you're here because you don't actually know who I am, Mm. you know? And, um, it was at the end of that year. Um, I go home for Christmas and I'm at Christmas mass and, and mind you the rest of that summer and the rest of that fall was, I was deep in my depression. I was, um, I didn't want to be here anymore. I, w- I wanted to, I was like, there's no point in me being here. Uh, and I thought about all the different ways that I could off myself. And the only reason I didn't was because of my brothers. Hmm. Um, and so at the end of that year, I'm at home in Christmas mass and I was on my knees and I was, I said the most sincere prayer I've ever said in my life. And that was to give me something to believe in. And I was like, dear God, you know, if I don't know what I'm doing here, but if I'm like supposed to be a nun, I will do that. If I'm, if you want me to be in a cloister, I will do that. I literally did not care. Mm. I just didn't want to feel the way that I was feeling. And I was so sincere in my prayer and I was crying and it was a whole situation. And then, um, at the end of the prayer, I said, um, if there's something else I should believe in also give me a sign. And then, um, I went back to Colorado and my boyfriend had booked us a trip to go, um, what's it called? Snowmobiling. And the woman who was shuttling our, shuttling us from the hotel to the spot started like talking about the law of attraction and how we create our own realities and how she could like talk to animals and all this stuff. And I was like, girl, I don't believe that we create our own realities. Cause if we did, why would I create this for myself? I don't really don't believe that. Like, I don't think that that's true. And, mm. and she was kind of like laughing along and, and, um, I was really curious. I really wanted to know. And like, what do you mean you can talk to animals? And like, she was telling me how she'd like been a, a truck driver. She's been a, a dumpster driver. She's like ridden in an RV. Like that was her life. She was like, I'm so happy. And here I am like, how is it that this lady who drives 
garbage trucks and enjoys it is enjoying her life more than me who has it all mm-hmm. i have it all figured like everything is handed to me like it's all so easy and how, how am i so unhappy and you drive a dump truck and you're stoked on it and so i was really curious um and right before she drops us off she turns around looks at my boyfriend and she said um thank you for letting us have this conversation i know that this all sounds crazy to you i know that you really don't want to be having this conversation so thank you and she said but she needed to hear this and she looks at me dead in the eye and says the universe is always for you never against you (laughs) and that was my first key my very first key and i became obsessed with that and after that is when I like started to look at the books and I was reading the, I was reading the books and I was, uh, you know, watching the videos and the YouTube talks and the Ted talks and like getting into all the esoteric things. And I was just like, what it like, what does it mean to be the creator of your own reality? What does she mean when she says the universe is always for me? How, like, how did she learn how to talk to animals? Like what, that's when I like really started to like look at my life and be like, how did I actually get here? And, um, I was supposed to start at this agency in San Francisco. I was going to move from Boulder to back to California and start at this advertising agency here. And um, I remember I was on the flight. My friend gifted me a book. It was You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero, which was my first like, oh, this is everything I've been looking for. I read it in one go on the airplane from Colorado back to San Francisco. And I, I literally landed, sent them an email. I was supposed to start, start two days later. I sent them an email and I was like, I'm not coming. Like, this isn't me. I'm sorry. I I don't actually belong here in this position should go to someone who actually really wants to be here. And I remember, like, having to tell my family that, who, like, everything was riding on this, basically. It was like, this is what I studied for. This is what I came here to do. And I just, like, dropped it. Um, And I was like, I don't know. Something inside me, like, tells me I really shouldn't be doing this. And um, so... So yeah, so I'm like doing all the studying and of my own like personal journey and I like moved in with my aunt and I started working at a clothing boutique uh, and it was at that clothing boutique. I I liked the freedom of it um, because then I got to like read and do the other things that I wanted to do and it was at this boutique that like women would come in and, and I'd noticed like, whoa, you're all buying clothes, but you're not feeling good about it. You keep coming back every week. Mm. And like you're, s- it's like a, a really quick high, you know. It's like mm-hmm. I feel so good in this, and then the next week it's like, oh my god, I need something to make me feel good. And I was, and that was good for me too. I was like, I don't, I don't think happiness comes from outside of us. So that like brings me down another like rabbit hole of like, what is happiness, and like, what is joy, and like, what does it mean to like love yourself? And <laughs> and then I eventually moved to San Francisco, and that was in 2018, um, and uh, I moved in with three other people, and then that house was cool and all but like there was still drinking going on still uh the smoking and but but it was cool it was like what i needed to get introduced to the san francisco scene where i met like my mentor and my meditation teachers and like started working at this tea house called the center that's in san francisco that's really special and started meeting people who this this and that and um and then i'm and then like what happened was i moved into my own apartment and that was in 2018 i moved into my own apartment 
with a one bedroom and I've never lived alone in my life. And mm-hmm. I'm in this bed, this apartment that's like perfect. I had manifested. It was the first thing that I was like, holy shit. I literally manifested exactly what I asked for, except for it's 10 times better than what I asked for. <laughs> and it was the incubator that I needed for my growth. It was like, if I first of all could design it exactly how I wanted, um, I, cu- I couldn't believe it. The, f- the freedom I felt from being able to like express myself mm. based on what I thought I loved and not what s- I thought somebody wanted me to love. Mm. It was like, no, I get to do this for myself. And like every morning I would wake up and meditate and stretch and read and listen to podcasts. And I became totally obsessed, like way obsessed with it. It took me one year, that year in, th- in that apartment in San Francisco to completely change my life around. Totally gave up drinking gave up uh meat gave up um marijuana that took a while but i gave it up eventually Mm. um you know and and then uh, my mentor invited me to sit with uh plant medicine ayahuasca Mm. and i was like yes of course if it helps me to know myself better i'll totally do that and then the day of i got an intuitive hit not to do that um and so i called her and i was like i'm actually not gonna come and she was like okay like listen to that and then six months later I'm like starting to feel the call like to go down to the jungle and (laughs) 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 you know this part but I go down to the I I feel it's called to go to the jungle and everyone and so I start talking to people about it and everyone's like it's dangerous to travel by yourself as a woman like and other people were like you're going there for ayahuasca and I was like no I'm not there's no way there's no way I'm I'm trying that I watch the documentaries that shit's scary there's no way um and mind you in those six months like a lot had happened like that's when I did like the most amount of shadow work like really got into my childhood really got into the roots of my shame and my pain and my anger and my sorrow really felt that um so it's like uh February at this point and a woman comes into the tea house and she starts talking about how she traveled to the Amazon and so I asked to have tea with her and we ended up having a conversation that lasted for hours and in that amount of time she changed my mind about ayahuasca she told me about her healing journey um with it and i was like okay i actually think i do want to do this um because i was really scared but i was like no i I think i want to do this um and so a month later it's march of 2019 and i find myself in peru sitting amongst other people sitting um you know, th- there's shaman present. There are people from all over the world there. We're all here to do healing work. And um, there's four ceremonies. And by the fourth ceremony, um, I had a, I had gone in there totally open, was so ready and was just like, you tell me what to do. Like, how do I serve? How do I be of service? What is my purpose? And by the fourth ceremony, I had learned um, the gift of my voice. Mm. And I had learned the power of music. And she told me after an experience, she said, um, know, know the medicine of your own music. And then she said to me, and I was like, how do I serve? And she was like, medicine music. Hmm. So I came back and I started sharing my music. And nine months later, here we are. I have an album coming out. (laughs) (laughs) And the song, the seven songs from the album are totally inspired by this entire journey that I've been on. Um, These seven songs are the songs that are the most healing for me that I'm like super excited to share with other people too. And, you know, in doing the shows um, that I've done and seeing people 
totally receive it and heal and and feel super connected to like the divine has been so rewarding it makes all of that inner work so worth it and that's what I show up to every day every day my question is how can I be better today than I was yesterday every day some days I do a phenomenal job some days not so great but um but I but I am now in like such devotion to that higher power because of the fact that it changed my life around completely Mm. I now am like stepping into my authentic truth and like knowing what my voice is knowing what my power is knowing what my strength is knowing the knowing what love is knowing how to like speak uh honestly and and be in integrity with with what's true for me um and I'm you know based on what's reflected back to me I can see the quality of my inner work reflected back to me and what people say to me you know and like um the the music the mm. music totally blows my mind i <laughs> putting on shows is such a pleasure for me because i am listening to the same thing that the audience is listening to and so i'm receiving the healing as well it's just as powerful for me as it is for anybody else in the room um and and i and i love it i love seeing people be moved by music spirit is always talking to us but music is one of the ways that spirit spirit can speak and know that people will listen we're so easily moved by sound and by music and so it feels to me like rather than like sitting down with someone and be like you are divine you are perfect you are so loved you are so needed like i can just Mm. sing it and all of a sudden if i sing it people are like i'm so divine i'm so perfect i'm so needed it's just like okay cool like my work here is done you know um so that's that's brought me to where i am today (laughs) just like totally devoted to being the most expanded expression of myself and totally devoted to knowing my highest potential and to being that and to being of service to everybody else who wants that too to being of service to the grand awakening that is bound to happen in the collective consciousness and um being of service at the same time to myself and being like what what keeps me small looking at that letting that go where am i hiding looking at that stepping out of that um you know what are my what are my pains what are my wounds and then just like continuously letting that go and i'm learning that it's not just me it's also for my ancestors my lineage my parents my family my community like once you start doing the work like you're doing the work (laughs) when it becomes a point though where it's like i love doing it it's such an honor to do it because soon we'll all be able to feel that unifying power of love and and that's that's where i keep my focus that's what i keep my vision on is this unified world this unified community as cheesy as that sounds i just know it to be true Mm. of this new earth now Mm -hmm. of of the collective binding together and coming together in into love and and that's what i stand for now and there's no way that i would ever turn back there's this quote and it's you don't see color and then go back to black and white Mm. <laughs> True that. Yeah. And so that's where I'm at, just being like, ooh, more color, more magic. Like, what else is possible? Seriously, what else is possible? <laughs> I've seen some weird, <laughs> wacky, out there things and met the most incredible people. And like, if you had told me I would be where I am today, like that lady who was all like, I can talk to animals. I'm like, hey, girl, like connecting with her on like an astral level, being like, thank you for that one time, you know, and being like, guess, <laughs> like, the animals that I speak with on a daily basis, I've become the wacky lady, you know, <laughs> like, cool. This is my life now. <laughs> so that's like a long winded uh, river through m- the journey of my life. But that's, um, 
no, that, <laughs> that was perfect. And, um, like, wow. So there are some things I'd known about you and other things that were new to me. And first of all, like, thank you for sharing that. Um, that was incredibly powerful and what a journey it was. And, um, you actually hit like all of the questions basically I had lined up naturally. <laughs> so like, great. Um, so yeah, viewers, um, just re-listen to that if you need to, but yeah, she, she hit everything. Um, <laughs> so there, there are a bunch of concepts in there that I'm not so sure everybody who is like listening or viewing might be familiar with that I think are really worth diving into because they sound like they, well, they definitely have been like hugely transformational to you. And part of the idea of this podcast is to like give people tools and, you know, with which to transform themselves and reach their highest potential. And one of the big ones that you touched on was shadow work. Um, so if you could do like a, explain like I'm five and like, I have no idea what that is. Like, how would you explain shadow work? Ooh, uh, good question. So when, okay, so let's say you're five years old. When you're not feeling very good and you're feeling unhappy or you're feeling sadness or you're just feeling an emotion that doesn't feel very good, that emotion we can describe as your shadow. Mm. And what shadow work is, is instead of ignoring your shadow, you're actually going to make friends with it and you're going to go and look at it and you're going to spend time with it and you'll say, uh, let's say the emotion you're feeling is anger. So you'll sit with your anger and you'll ask it questions. Why are you angry? Where does this come from? How old were you when this started? What were you doing? Where do you live in my body? And that, that's getting like a little bit... Um, yeah, we're, we're, what what is the purpose of you being here? You know, the whole point mm -hmm. of shadow work is to understand what this is here to teach you. Because... It's all meant to um, help us to let go of what we're not. And it's all meant to like help us release resistance. Um, and to, you know, the, the illusion that we have of not being good enough, of not being loved, of being separate from everyone else. Like when we look at the anger, the anger will teach us something. So that's what shadow work is. It's, it's looking at it and asking it, what are you here to teach me? Mm. So going towards it instead of away, like we usually do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's powerful stuff. Um, yeah, and and we actually have a uh, a section coming up later on, kind of like self building that we'll dive more deeply into that. But I hope that gives some people a foundation with which to dive into the to the next part. Um, so, yeah, again, I'm still uh, reeling at that whole <laughs> story. That's absolutely incredible. Um, <coughs> you know, from your kind of like aha moment in jail, no less, right? Like I actually had one of my best friends, a similar, had a similar moment in also in jail mm. um, when he realized things that were most important to him. Um, so hoping that maybe that won't have to happen to other people <laughs> in order to, to do that, but I'm seeing a pattern here. Um, <laughs> it is a good tool for awakening, but done not encouraging it. <laughs> there are ways to get there sooner. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and before we talk about those ways, I'd like to do a little bit of like looking back. Um, and so like it's uh, fittingly the year is now 2020, the year of hindsight and perfect vision. Um, so I'd like to ask you if you had to do all it all over again, what would you change? Well, 
okay, if we're going to entertain the idea that I would want to change anything because I ultimately believe that it's all great and it's all like meant to be. And if anything was different, I would be a completely different person today. However, mm. fiddling with the idea of it, if I could change anything, I would absolutely have been myself. I would have been more honest. Mm. I would have been more me. I wouldn't have hid away. Mm. I would have just been myself mm-hmm. been more truthful. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. And, but, and diving into your, the first way you answered that question is, do you think you would have ended up how you are now without that, you know, past of hiding yourself? Oh my gosh. I, I can't even imagine where I would be if I had started this a little bit sooner, mm. <laughs> I, I honestly have no idea. Mm-hmm. I imagine that I would probably be levitating <laughs> <laughs> in the Himalayas or something. <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> I could see that too. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, fair enough, you know, and then similarly about your current situation, like if I give you a magic wand, is there anything that you would change? Mm. Oh, if I had a magic wand right now, I would totally melt all of my resistance. <laughs> all of it. Just snap it. Be gone. Be gone. And I would let go of all of my doubts, all of my fears, all of my disbeliefs. Mm. Now, why would you do that? Well, because then I would be l- serving my divine purpose without questioning whether or not I'm worthy of it, whether or not I'm good enough of it. Um, mm. I would be... Uh, in my highest potential and my highest expansion and I would have no qualms about it. I would just be doing it and I would be in total bliss Mm. knowing that everything is perfect as it is and accepting the fact that all is well. Mm. That's an interesting, um, well, I guess a state for people to ponder upon existing Um, (laughs) for those who haven't had anything (laughs) like that happen. um, Yeah, they're, they're, anyway, that's a possibility for sure. Um, I would then ask like, myself i'm curious as do you think that the resistance or these fears or doubts serve a purpose Mm. and would getting rid of them get rid of something that is integral to your journey yeah good question actually the resistance to me um it's funny because i just watched star wars so i have like a whole different meaning attached to the word the resistance (laughs) 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 but anyways the um resistance to me is teaching me Okay, it's like um, a bit of an esoteric bone here, but we came into, I have this belief that we came into this world to experience our divinity, our infinite power, and to be new to it. Mm. So the resistance helps me to create a veil of illusion between who I think I am and who I actually am, which is infinite potential. That's your truth as well. You are infinite potential and you are an infinite, beautiful divine being. But the resistance, that veil of, of illusion helps us believe that we're not. And so it keeps the game going, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. And if, if you're like, Oh, none of that's real, then you would like be, Christ consciousness and you'd be able to walk on water you would because you would have no doubts there's this quote in the bible that they say if you had the faith of a mustard seed you could move mountains the faith of a mustard seed you could move mountains I think I have faith but I'm not seeing any mountains moving Mm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know um so yeah I think that the that 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 um that resistance definitely serves a purpose of 
of um, helping us to be to rediscover ourselves. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that that checks out to me. Like I, <laughs> <laughs> I've done a lot of thinking on that too, and um, that that feels to me like it's part of it. Um, otherwise, you'd be done. <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, cool, is there my purpose here? Like, peace, you'd be Buddha. <laughs> right, exactly. Maybe come back once in a while to teach mm-hmm. some people some things, but um, mm-hmm. done. Um, yeah, uh, so there was also a lot of, um, you know, esotericism, is that the way to say it, uh, in there. And for people who are, you know, watching this or listening to this and who aren't deep into that stuff, um, how would you, like, begin introducing someone to the concept of their own, you know, divinity and the power that they have within them. If you were to give them a message, maybe you could even sing it. Just kidding. Just kidding. (laughs) Well, let me Um, pull out my guitar and just show you track number three. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, I think that you, in saying that you actually probably just answered the question and it would be through song. Because Mm. if I were to, again, sit here and be like, you're an infinite divine being, like that doesn't really land. Mm. Um, I mean. Maybe we could just point them to the album then. Yeah, it would probably be just like, just like listen to the album. And, 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 and there's this like deep trust on, on my end that comes in knowing that the seed inside of you that's awakening. If you're listening to this podcast, like you're, that seed is inside of you and it's awakening. And it's like now calling for expansion. Um, and, and so it's like, you're going to get what you need. Like, so the album is like filled with, if I say so myself, gems. <laughs> and I can say that because like these songs were gifted to me from a higher power. I'd say and so too. Yeah. And thank you. And, and, and they're total medicine for me. Like I have to listen to the songs to rem- be reminded. Mm. I forget all the time. I'll like wake up, have a great meditation. And by lunchtime, I totally forget, mm-hmm. you know? And so like they serve as reminders. That's all that's, that's all that it really is. It's all these like little reminders. And, and so like that woman who drove the shuttle, who told me the universe is always for you, never against you. She's reminding me of this truth. Um, and so, you know, how would I like help someone? I think I would just do what I'm doing, which is to just like be an example of what happens when we choose to believe in better Mm. um and just like yeah like we already said it listen to the album listen to the songs and and that knowing that like there will be some lines that stand out to you more and then you'll listen to the song again months later and a different line will stand out to you more you know it just kind of depends on where you're at in your journey and like what resonates with you and what doesn't but really it would just be to like trust that that you're here for a divine purpose and trust that um if you take the time to get to know yourself, you'll find what you need. Hmm. I think it, it really comes down to that. Like if you take the time and you put in the effort and you put in the energy, you'll, you'll get there. Well put. <laughs> and we'll have, you know, links to your album plastered all over the place. <laughs> cool. um, so everyone just, you know, look for it wherever um, you'll find it. <laughs> it will find you. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what happened with me and your music. So, um, yeah, I think this would be kind of a funny way to introduce the backstory of how I first came across your music, mm-hmm. um, because it is truly so magical and inspirational that um, the thirty-ish people who were dancing at a party that I was DJing 
all left the room. And I got really self-conscious for a minute. I was like, did I start sucking? Like, what is going, like, <laughs> what the hell is going on? Where are the people? So I pause the music and I go room to room and I can't find anyone in the first three rooms I look in. And then the last door I open barely a foot because it hits someone's back because the room is that packed. There is just like 40 people in this bedroom and th- that can't support it. And I managed to squeeze in there and I hear, you know, your voice. Like, and I'm trying to like, you know, sneak in there and be all quiet. And... <laughs> You know, and it just, it, it immediately tugs at my heartstrings. And I sit down, and I'm just like in awe. And then I think you had said, you know, like, oh, you know, feel free to sing along as long as you don't overpower. Blah, blah, blah. And then for the first time ever, I think I was started singing like outside of my car shower, you know, like with other people. And, you know, David, one of our other mutual friends, we were like singing together and like we got way closer over that too. And it was just like this. Wow you could feel the energy in the room become one Mm. during the song. And I was like, whoa, okay, this is something special. Um, so, so yeah, that that is to say for the viewers, please go, go listen to it. You'll, you'll really like it. Oh, it's so cool to hear that story from your perspective. Thank you for sharing that. That was like really touching. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's easy to say because it's true. Mm. (laughs) I, Oh yeah. Here's another good nugget for people. Um, it's, it sounds like we've been talking a lot about speaking the truth, mm-hmm. right? And living your truth. Um, and yeah, once you start doing that, life, well, yeah, yeah. Like I think you've just explained in the way your life has turned around. I've experienced my own as well. The second I started being me and not who other people wanted me to be, or I started realizing what I liked versus what other people think I should like, mm-hmm. golf. Um, or other, you know, <laughs> stereotypical financy things in my first job, um, that stuff started really coming together for me. Mm. Everything started like clicking into place. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's another, there's a good nugget for people too, who don't know where to start is just start by speaking the truth. Right. Right. And if I may, that's, that's actually a really, really good nugget in and of itself is the importance. And this is something I'm like now recognizing is we can't just be like, Oh, just, just do what you love to do because for me, I was like, I don't know what I love to do because mm. I've spent so long doing what other people told me I love to do. And um, w- w- what we put our focus on, that's what we create more of, right? And so if we're like, well, like, I don't know, like for you, like, I don't know, golf. So you put your focus on golf because someone told you that that's what the cool kids do. And you're like, all right, I'll do this. And so you're going to create for yourself a reality based around the frequency that most matches golf. And if that's not true for you, but people tell you it's true for you, uh, it's, of course, no wonder that you'll be unhappy in there. You'll be like, well, I don't know. Like, I was told that if I do this, I'd be happy. But why aren't I? And Mm. I'm like, I'm, you know, people create effortlessly. We create effortlessly. And, and, And then we're like creating this whole reality for ourselves that isn't true to our actual authenticity. Mm. And but but we're creating something because we're putting our attention on it. And so we create more of that. And so it's as soon as we start being like, whoa, that's not actually mine. That's not actually true for me. And we start looking at what is true for us that we can then create a reality around that. And then that's when things start, quote unquote, clicking. Mm. You know, it's like it's always been there and it feels like it's clicking and like, oh, it's finally starting to like feel right. It's because you're following your truth. And it's because you're doing what's right for you and what feels good for you. And of course, like life will continue to reflect that back to you. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a really good way of putting it. Um, Yeah, this this reality you construct or even taking it one further is like you are constructing your reality. You got to take that as truth. So Mm -hmm. Um, and reality is so there to support you that even if you try to make a fake one, 
it'll let you to an extent. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Um, and and so so yeah. Then it's like well, uh, if you start doing it towards your truth, then things will line up better. But I also want to get into like one more like I guess point of process, which is, you know, you said you didn't know what you loved, you know, yet. And so how did you start figuring that out? Hmm. Well, it started for me by leaving what I thought was uh, proof of my worth, which is a good paying job in an advertising agency Mm. and being like, wait, why am I actually doing this? Um, And then, so this is also an energetics thing, is like once you let go of, we have so much energy in our lives, and so if all of it is put into one thing, there's not a whole lot of room for other things to come in. And so we have to be willing to let go of what's not serving us. And as soon as we do that, we create spaciousness. And then once that spaciousness is there, then we can get into the inquiry stage of being like, well, what does serve me? And then life will present you with options. It'll be like, do you like this? And then you can be like, yeah, kinda, more of that. Or, it, or you'll be like, no, I'm not really crazy about that. And like move on from that. Um, and so it is about like being able to let go of what's not serving you. And that's why people, I think, are so resistant to the spiritual path because they think they're going to have to sacrifice something. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like, like something that deep down we know like isn't the greatest for us, you know? No, I, I'm not, you know, I, I love, al- this is, I'm pretending here, I'm pretending to be somebody. I love alcohol, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I don't want to let that go, but, like, deep down you know, like, you kind of have a drinking problem, mm-hmm. and but you don't want to give it up, because you're like, what will that mean for me? But as soon as you do, you create space inside of your life for something more fulfilling to come in. It can't come in if, like, if you're blocking it with something else. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's also going back to what we said earlier, but with the magic wand, that's why I would get rid of my fear because my fear is blocking me from what I actually truly deeply desire, mm. you know, which is freedom. And <laughs> 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 well, well, that, that's also a really big point, um, <laughs> which we'll get to in a little bit. Um, yeah, we've been all over the place, but no regrets, <laughs> no regrets, whatever. This whatsoever. is my life. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Um, yeah, it's, it's. Just going with the flow. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So yeah, that was the magic wand question. <laughs> 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 really, ten minutes. Um, so you know, m- I'm gonna go into some like uh, more more broad things, right? Um, well, specific and then broad things. We're gonna talk about fear and inspiration. Mm. Um, so specifically, can you tell me about a moment when you were afraid? It can be recent. It could be earlier ago, but one that you think is what stands out to you. Um, and then after. Tell me about how you deal with fear in your life. Yeah. Okay, I will actually. This is a good one <laughs> because it's very fresh for me. Okay. A time when I was very afraid was just this last weekend. Oh. I, so I told you about all this stuff that happened in my life, and I, and I literally just shared my entire truth with you. I had not shared that entire truth with everybody in my life, and mm. I was seeing how I was being more authentic and more real. I was being really honest in all areas of my life, except with my family, specifically a family member, mm. two really, but really one who has been there for me my whole life, um, who I'm really afraid to disappoint, really afraid that, that she won't love me, 
really afraid that I'll let her down. And I knew that what I had to do was be honest with her. I knew that I would not be whole if I was being real in all areas of my life, except for this one little part. So I asked her this weekend if she wanted to get together. And we went on a hike. And on that hike, I told her everything. I laid it all down for her. I was like, here's my entire truth. I was arrested. I was put in jail because of smoking weed. I actually went to Peru to sit with ayahuasca. I was actually deeply depressed in college. Um, I was suppressing all of this. I was doing all of that. Sorry that I lied. I lied about everything. I I just told her all of it. And I was terrified to do that. I was so scared because I was scared that of what the reaction would be. I was scared that she would be like, I don't love you. You know, not that she would ever say that, but that was the, the story that I was creating. I was really terrified that she would abandon me. And, um, and the way that I deal with my fear, <laughs> I just told it to you. I face it. Mm. I just go right into it. I know that some of them take time. Some of them definitely take more time than others. It took me a while to gather up the courage to, um, and the belief in myself and the non-attachment to the outcome to be able to go and have that conversation with her. It didn't just happen like that. Mm-hmm. But I knew that like this was something that I was going to have to do. And so I did what I needed to do to gather up um, the uh, attention and awareness and intention that would be required to do that. Mm. Uh, so that, yeah. Could you go into like how you gathered all that? Mm-hmm. Lots of meditation and again, like more shadow work, mm. you know, and just being like, well, what am I actually afraid of? Well, I'm afraid of not being loved. And then going into that and being like, well, that's, Im- that's impossible. I am so loved, you know, and uh, like basically like retelling myself the story that's all we're doing we're just storytelling and so if I can if I know that then I can rewrite my narrative so like looking at fear and 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 that's a big question because there's a lot of things that are done you know I work with my dreams a lot and so my dreams guide me um and then lots of like daily daily work daily shadow work um rewiring like I was saying and uh you know finding expanders who are doing this too and and listening to their stories and feeling inspired by that and then just like gathering up my courage and going and doing it myself and knowing that on the other side of my fear is my freedom Mm. put that in the song too (laughs) (laughs) i should (laughs) that's amazing um yeah so i i'm seeing a lot of uh repeat techniques to use Mm -hmm. meditation shadow work um, running at it, not away from it, mm-hmm. right? Um, knowing that you're loved underneath everything. Um, and then you mentioned a word that I actually hadn't heard before, uh, which was expander. Could you mm. explain, expand on that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, an expander, um, the first time I ever heard of it was from this woman, Lacey Phillips, who has this business called To Be Magnetic, and she's like kind of known for her manifestation. And so um, she explains expanders as someone that you look at who is doing what you want to be doing. And sometimes we look at people like that and we get jealous of them. But Mm. really what we should do is look at them and be like, oh my God, you are making it, bringing into my awareness what is possible. Mm. Mm -hmm. Dig it. Yeah. Cool. 
Um, yeah, I actually had a good conversation with, with Chelsea about the whole, when you see someone who's got what you want and how you react to that. And I just want to add this, this is one of my nuggets in there, that jealousy can actually be like quite a strong motivator. And it's not necessarily, jealousy and, and envy actually are two different things. And, and jealousy itself is like, you know, can be a way to motivate you to achieve. Like when you have like two young children and like the little sister can reach the doorknob, but the little, the, the son who's shorter can't yet. And so he'll start jumping for it because she sees her doing it. Right. And mm. it's like, if that wasn't there, it might never have happened. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. so it's actually quite a powerful thing in and of itself. If you look at it honestly and say, why am I jealous? Oh, because I want to do the thing. And then you can build determination because you realize like, it's actually that thing that I want. It's not that I'm mad at this person. Um, which is where envy comes in. That's the, the other mm. side of it, the negative orientation. But, you know, and use these things as tools. And, and to your point, if you dive deep into it and figure out, like, why am I really jealous? It's like, oh, I want to do that thing. Oh, all right, we're going to fucking do that thing then. You know, like, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right? I'm yeah. going to jump for the doorknob. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah. And I guess this is also to say, like, um, you know, if you do feel jealousy, not to be ashamed of it mm-hmm. either. And, um, I think maybe that could be said for all emotions is, you know, don't feel ashamed of your emotion. And I guess what we're saying is fear as well, because we also get caught up in running away from the fear because we feel like we're not supposed to be afraid, right? Heroes are never afraid. Like Disney Mm -hmm. movies taught me blah. So um, don't be ashamed of it and look at it honestly with truthful eyes, right? And run towards it Mm -hmm. and embrace it. Um. So yeah, that aside, <laughs> can we let's flip this coin, and can you tell me how you deal with inspiration? Like, can you like first actually start with a moment of great inspiration, um, and then generally how inspiration enters your life? Oh, that's, that's such a big one too, because inspiration is so infinite. Like, I don't even, I don't know if I can answer that question. I believe in you. Because <laughs> I'm inspired <laughs> like every day. being on this podcast is inspiring having this conversation is inspiring um being at the grocery store and like watching someone decide between two different fruits to me is inspiring like breaking it down what does inspiring actually mean it's in spiritus in spirit when we are inspired we are in spirit Mm. And if my daily practice aligns me with spirit, then by nature, I will be in spiritus. By nature, I will be inspired always. Mm. How about, <laughs> so, so first of all, wow, I actually didn't know that. Um, so then maybe I need to reword the question. But how about <laughs> if I say, um, you know, can you tell me about a big light bulb moment? Like, an aha, ooh, this is it. Like a moment of great inspiration, maybe that uh, caused some shift or major thing in your life to manifest or was Mm. the triggering point for, Mm. Oh, I have so many to choose from. Let me try and pick one that uh, is succinct. We could do more than one too, if you want, but but because there's just so many, like, okay, (laughs) do I start from today, from yesterday, from like, I'm like going to pick up obviously a monumental one. Um, well, super easy is an ayahuasca like everything that happened in my ayahuasca journey was extremely inspiring and just walking away from that and being like yeah I understand the power of music I understand the power of 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 um medicine music specifically I understand the power of words um 
So that was a big one. I went to an Abraham Hicks workshop. That was a big one. Anytime I'm on Instagram and I like read this quote that I'm moved by, like that's big, which I realize I'm still dancing around the answer to your question, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to point at the fact that uh, there is inspiration everywhere. Um, I was inspired um, I have a friend and um, we just, we, I'm bringing this one up because it's the most fresh and it's actually one that was like, oh wow, okay, that was really inspiring and inspiring in the sense of like, it's helping me to connect back with spirit and it's helping me to connect back with um, what, what would be more expansive for me, what, what would help me grow. Uh, and she inspired me because her and her partner are exploring an open relationship. Um, they have been in an open relationship they're married but they've been in an open relationship hmm. and um recently it's become more challenging for her hmm. and so sh watching her in her process of detaching from the emotions and the story she's telling herself about what it means that her partner is like now exploring partnership with someone else that to me is extremely inspiring watching her go into her shadow and sit with that well what is this what does this actually feel like and um watching her forgive and forgive herself i mean hmm. and watching her accept and still love fearlessly is so inspiring to hmm. me okay that is well there would be a lot to unpack in there. I have many <laughs> questions about that and opinions and curiosities, but I won't rabbit hole into it. Right. Um, but that does sound like from yeah the level you were describing that absolutely, because um, that's that's a really tricky situation, and for her to be able to 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 deal with that head on is phenomenal. That's inspiring, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's just me imagining it. I'm not even in it. So, um, <laughs> well, anyway, so um, right. And then, what do you do with inspiration? What do you What do we do with it? That's what's really important too. Mm. It's being like, you know, you could watch a, a documentary, and be like, I'm so inspired by these, you know, children who are doing all this work. But like, then what? These are my two favorite words. But I say, so what? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, well, then, so what? So, what do you do with it? Mm -hmm. Exactly. No, you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So like what, if, so for, for using that example of, of my friend, um, then that inspires me to look at myself and be like, where in my life can I practice more non-attachment? Um, how can I love more fearlessly? How can I be more unconditional with my love? And that inspires me to turn inward and do more, more work on myself with that. Mm. rather than just being like, wow, that's really cool that you did that. And then carrying on my merry way, you know, mm. it's like, no, let me take that and do something with it. It moves something in me for a reason, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that goes into the, you know, reflect part of this podcast and I guess meditation as a tool again. So take the time people. Um, <laughs> that's the takeaway from that, right? Is be inspired and do something with it. Yeah. Um, cool. So moving on. So we're going to get kind of deeper into the self-building part of it because I think a lot of people, um, un unless they've been on this like kind of self-help path, haven't really thought much about or maybe haven't had a framework by which to 
think about how to rebuild and or improve themselves. Um, and so I kind of want to start with like just baseline, like what character traits do you attribute to your success now? Oh, uh, curiosity, mm. courage, devotion, play. That's a great foursome <laughs> right there for real. Like, amen. Say mm. that again. Um, curiosity. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then of those and any others, you know, which came naturally to you and like, which did you have to develop? Mm, good question. I've always been really curious. Mm. Always. Um, I, that's yeah. Curiosity, I would say, is definitely always come natural to me. I guess I was really cur- courageous because I was able to be like, my father is the CEO of Dasani and absolutely <laughs> not flinch. <laughs> that takes some courage. Uh, and then devotion devotion not not so naturally Mm. Um, and then I've always been quite playful Mm -hmm. and so devotion is an interesting concept that maybe not many people are familiar with like how would you what's devotion mean to you Mm. the willingness to say yes to what is for me over and over and over again Mm. and how do you know it's for you Good question. <laughs> uh, that's, mm, I'm actually on a bit of a journey with that right now because I'm now developing um, a system for knowing when the voice of my fear is speaking and when the voice of my intuition is speaking. And when I'm really clear on myself, then I know what's for me because my intuition will be like this one. Mm. Um, so how do you know what's for you? Well, you got to like tune, tune in, turn inwards, get to know yourself. Mm. and you might guess what I'm going to ask next. What's the system? <laughs> that's the system. That's it right there. Oh. D- that's it. Okay. Being like, okay, what does the voice of my fear sound like? Ah. W- uh, what does the voice of my intuition sound like? And then practicing, right? It's all just this like muscle. It's a muscle, really. Um, belief is a muscle and trust is a muscle. And so just like constantly testing it every day and being like, how much, you know, what is it going to take for me to trust myself today? What's it going to take for me to believe in myself, to believe this voice and like just trying it in small ways. Mm. That's really key right there. So if I can repeat it back, see if I get this is listening to your internal voices because there are many Mm -hmm. and learning what each one sounds like and which one each one is. So identifying, is this my fear speaking or is this my intuition speaking? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's funny. That's something I, I had recently begun doing as well as I realized like I also construct various fear-based realities that don't necessarily have any basis. But um, yeah, and, and I have noticed that they have different tones. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, also spoiler, if you have voices in your head, that's normal. yes actually it's quite a gift and yeah exactly it is a gift um and so i think it's worth mentioning that so hopefully people can help reframe that a bit because it's seen Mm. as like oh my god you have voice in your head what the fuck Mm -hmm. what's wrong with you you know so no nothing's wrong with you that is normal um so yeah great listen to their tone um okay so similar question then how did you discover your strengths Uh, 
I think my, my strengths are pretty tied to my curiosities mm. and what I'm curious about. I'm curious about um, knowing more of myself, for example, and that requires a lot of letting go. And I have a r- I'm very good at letting go. Mm. I'm, I mean, I'm not very good at it. I'm a lot better at it than what would be considered an average uh, amount of being good at letting go. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever's out there measuring, please let us know. I, right? Like, let me know <laughs> if I'm doing a good job. <laughs> um, yeah. And just like practicing it and developing it and being like, what, am, what I, what do I love to do? And um, how did I discover my strengths? Yeah. Just following curiosity. Following my curiosity. And then like, if it's something is really interesting to me, like chances are I'm going to, strengthen my relationship with that and in doing that it becomes an asset Mm. that's great um that sounds really easy for anyone to follow too Mm -hmm. right so just what are you drawn to Mm -hmm. check it out check it out cool um now on the flip side how do you learn about any shortcomings or flaws and then how do you address them if at all I know you do, but... Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay, so uh, that's also another energetics thing. Every, and I'm a bit esoteric, but everything that's reflected back to me, everything that I experience in my life is a reflection of what's going on internally. So I experience my weaknesses and my uh, my shortcomings by seeing what triggers me, um, seeing what hurts me, seeing what uh, I'm aroused by, seeing what... Uh, makes me frustrated, makes me angry. Whatever I have like an emotion, uh, like a quote unquote negative emotion to, shows me what my where my shortcomings are. So if I'm triggered by someone, if I'm having a conversation with someone and I'm like feeling myself triggered, as in I'm feeling myself, you know, getting angry or frustrated or annoyed or I want to shut down, um, then I'll be like, whoa, what is it about this person, you know? Uh, for example, like if someone, um, what used to trigger me when I was w- back then was people lying. Mm. I would get so mad. Like, I, I know that you're lying. While you were lying? Exactly. Oh. Exactly. That's funny. So like, that's my shortcoming right there. It bothers me because I'm lying. This mm-hmm. person is reflecting back to me the my weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I think is super interesting um on a metaphysical level about like how the universe works this is all just like reflecting back to you exactly what you are uh and so that's why i think relationships are such a great um container for growth when you're conscious of it Mm. because you could be like oh wow it really bothers me when this person does this well it's because it's reflecting to you what exists inside of you that is asking to be given more love to mm. what's asking to be brought to the light you know um so that that is how i i see my shortcomings mm. um and i've also gotten you know we have lots of blind sides too and so being able to like witness what holds what holds you back you know like what why are why aren't you willing to do the work why aren't you you know for me like pu- like putting up your website why aren't you um sitting down and writing music for example things like that I'll just get curious about it and be like, yeah, why aren't I writing music right now in this mm. specific phase of my life? Like, is it something that's holding me back or is it because I'm in an integration stage? Um, which in this case, I'm in an integration stage. Would you <laughs> explain what that is for people? Mm-hmm. So we go through these these uh, cycles of expansion and contraction. And when we're in expansion, it's like, oh my God, everything is happening. Like it's all clicking, right? Mm. Everything is just like, 
uh, whoa, I'm getting the producer that I like dreamed of. I'm getting like the audience that I dreamed of. I'm getting like booked and I'm getting all these things and every I, I, I feel better and all these opportunities are coming to me and my house is getting manifested and my partner's getting manifested and all these like amazing things are happening, right? That's the expansion. You're, you're growing. Things mm. are uh, expanding for you. And then what follows after that is a contraction where um, we have to kind of like get still again and integrate that into our lives. Hmm. Um, so let me think of a tangible example. So like like when a when a woman gives birth, um, her she's she's expanding right like she's mm. opening up to like give birth to this being and then once that being is out like she closes again mm-hmm. you know so this expansion contraction we've been doing it since birth mm-hmm. um like breathing mm-hmm, exactly like breathing yeah if we were to just like expand our lungs and just hold it we would pass out right and just if we're in the same regard like if we were to exhale and hold that we would pass out too <laughs> and so it is like the, that's like the breath of life it's this like and if we don't take time to allow for that integration, um, then we could crash. Mm. Uh, and so integration for me is like, oh my gosh, I just spent all of this energy into creating the album. And now I have to take a break to like integrate everything that's happened to allow that to uh, like, what's another word for integrate? Um, kind of be like, so. Absorb. <laughs> yeah yeah like marinate yeah and not just marinate but like allow it to like assimilate itself into Mm. your dna for example or into your like into your frequency into Mm. your energy body Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's well put i also had one thing you know if it's like the exhalation right think of how nice it is to sigh in relief Mm. right you feel that relief when you release when you contract again and you you have this huge expansion, like, ah, right? Yeah. Like that, but for your life. Yeah, exactly. That's a great way of putting it. I love that. Take a moment, experience relief, slow down, you know? And I think that, yeah, there's, life is clearly cyclical. The seasons, right? The tides, the way we breathe, everything seems to be cyclical. Um, and one thing that I've seen, at least in, in mind that ties into this is that when you embrace the cycles and don't try to force, you know, winter to be summer, for example, to use a symbol, right? And like when you're on a roll and so many things are lining up, like taking that moment to let it all integrate and slow down is better than trying to force more, right? Because you might mm-hmm. find you're not going to be able to force more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you end up even more exhausted, right, as a result. Yes. Um, so all to say to, you know, be aware of these things. Life isn't always going to be like up and to the right. There's going to be slower, flatter, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I think you've seen Lila's graph where it's like loop de loops. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's really in- important to take the time for the sacred pause. Ooh, that's a good word. <laughs> Two words, but yeah. Allow, allow the momentum, allow your, all of your bodies, your physical, spiritual, and emotional bodies to catch up with each other because mm. otherwise they're like totally out of whack and then you start like getting like physical symptoms or like energetically you start to feel off or something it's really important to like take a pause let it all come together and line back up again and then like when it gets lined back up again like you're at a totally new frequency mm. well put awesome 
Um, big things we're talking about here. (laughs) 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 I'm digging it. Mm. I hope everyone else is too. Um, Mm. Cool. So that was the the shortcomings side of it. We talked about the strengths. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of want to bring this to the present as well. So, you know, in the realm of vulnerability, what is something that you're struggling with or keeping you up at night right now? And how are you grappling with it? Yeah, it is a vulnerable question. Something I'm uh, struggling with right now, I, I guess I kind of already said it, which is this, um, my beliefs are now, so as I level up and as I continue to expand, um, I'm at this like precipice of having to let go of my old beliefs mm. of the way that I thought that life was. And, uh, and that's a challenging and that's where I am practicing non-attachment. Mm. I don't want to be attached to my beliefs because then I'll just like put myself in a box. Mm. Okay. That's meta. That's <laughs> big. <laughs> but also very relevant, I think. Right. Well, because everything else to me is like, it's not really a challenge. You know, it's like, it's <laughs> 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 all an illusion anyways. This is the juicy stuff right here. It's like, oh, my beliefs are expanding and I'm not I'm wanting to hold on to what like was old for me. Like, Everything else, you know, why don't I can't even think of anything else, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I just trust. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's huge. Um, And and I think that's also another good point to to double click on for a second is like. If you don't know what your beliefs are, find out. Mm. Right. Because many people, or at least me in my past, I didn't for a very long time. Mm -hmm. I had a few that I was aware of, you know, like moral things, but dig in there and see what you find. it's worth it for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, okay, so moving on. So <laughs> this this actually ties into kind of like your shadow work stuff, but I just want to ask the specific question of, you know, how do you recover from feeling down or looking for excuses? How do I recover from feeling down? I understand. How do I recover from? Yeah, if you're like, so you were mentioning like you're not making your website or whatever, like, do you ever find it's because you're, do you, or like, do you ever find yourself making excuses for not doing a thing? Oh, absolutely. And those are my shadows. Those are my small selves. Those are my selves that are like, no, we like it here. It's comfortable. We're safe here. We don't have to be seen. We don't have to risk anything. It's all good. Look at how good it is here. Look at, you look at, you're manifesting things. You want to see 333? Look, see, look, you're already powerful. You don't need to keep going. (laughs) And I'm like, it's tempting. It's seductive for sure. Mm. But my vision is so big and my devotion is so strong that I gently, kindly, as as kind as I can be to myself, will be like, I hear you. I hear you. I know that you're scared. uh, And I want to take you with me on this journey. It's going to be good for both of us. We're both going to grow. Um, lots of patience, lots of patience and self-love, self-care. And I'm, I'm surrounded by an amazing group of people who hold me at my highest Mm. too. Okay, great. Um, yeah. Uh, the next question we've already answered, which is tell me about a time you had a, so what moment? (laughs) (laughs) So we dove into that. Um, all right. How about one more on the on the opposite end of you know looking for excuses? Can you tell me about a recent time you were brave? 
other than the telling the truth to your mm-hmm. near relative? Uh, yeah, actually, I can. Um, this, so this year, entire year for me is a year of like facing all my fears. Uh, I've been scared of snakes my entire life. And I have reoccurring dreams about them where they're chasing me and I'm terrified of them and I wake, wake up in a sweat. Mm. And then recently my dream started to change a little bit and I've like been able to look at the snake. Um, and then, and that's a reoccurring dream. I actually turn around and face the snake and then I suddenly am holding the snake in my hand. Um, and so I decided to actualize that and bring it into the physical world and I joined an experience where you can dance with snakes what mm-hmm. and it was hard it was like they first brought the snakes out and i literally started crying and then there was like they're like handing them out and i was just standing, frozen crying and then um uh you know she brings out the last snake and like holds it in front of me and i was terrified i was shaking as i'm like reaching my hand out to hold this thing and she's like you don't have to hold it if you don't want to but like she's super sweet and super gentle and i was like okay knowing that like i came here to do this once again like looking at my fear in the eye and being like i know that on the other side of this is freedom and so like i'm like shaking putting my hands out she puts it on my hands and i'm just like oh my god oh my god i'm crying you know like i'm purging the fear of my feet of my of snakes Mm. um and then there comes a point where she like puts it around my neck and that like makes me cry even more. And, um, by the end of the hour of holding on, of like literally being with this snake, I'm like full on dancing with it. I'm like kissing it and caressing it and totally in love with it. I think it's adorable. The next day I woke up and I was like, I'm going to go to the pet store and get a snake. <laughs> I didn't, but, oh. but it's definitely on my mind. Like, mm. and now I know that I, after I did that and after, so that happened in at the end of January. And then I had my conversation with my aunt, like first weekend of February or whatever. So you're on a roll. Yes. So I was like, if I can do these two things, I can literally do anything. Okay. <laughs> okay. Is that why you have one on your finger now? I now have a snake ring on my finger, which I actually got before I danced with the snakes because I'm again, looking at my fears and working my way up to it. Mm. That is hugely inspirational. <laughs> and like, Beyond cool. <laughs> um, fear of snakes, I know, is pretty big. Yeah, do you know, like actually, the snakes represent power mm. and and shame and sexuality. So mm. when I'm running away from snakes in my dream, I'm running away from my power. Oh, shit. And then being able to actually hold it in my hands. Oh, now I feel equipped to hold my power. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah, <laughs> metaphysically crazy. <laughs> And if I may, I want to add in what I think is even makes it even more crazy Tell physically. Me. We evolved from animals that got eaten by snakes. Mm. So we have literal circuitry in our nervous system that goes, snake, run. Uh-huh. Yeah, like it's baked into us for hundreds mm. of thousands of years. And you just conquered that. Yes. Oh, and it was so freeing. Oh, my gosh. It was so freeing. I literally walked away from that. And I actually said, I was like, I can do anything. That's what gave me the courage to talk to my aunt. And then that like builds up more courage to like face more fears, you know, fear of being seen, mm. um, fear of, of being misunderstood, like all of these things. Bring it. Okay, I should watch what I'm saying. <laughs> 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 but br- but for real though, like it's all good, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Seriously amazing. This is great stuff. <laughs> um, cool. Well, that that closes out our like self building section. Uh, two more to go. 
cool. <laughs> um, these are shorter ones, but now we're getting to like the meat of it, which is you know wow, we're talk now we're getting the meat of it, okay. <laughs> which is like meaning and uh -oh. fulfillment, <laughs> right? Which we've been talking about before, and you know, kind of is the purpose of the podcast. But I think all of this is building up to that, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then just actionable advice, which we've already been sprinkling throughout it. But totally. yeah, we're we're coming around near the end. Um, so we've actually already talked about where you are in your journey. Uh, and you alluded to a giant grand vision. <laughs> and so, you know, what I want to ask is, you know, do you have a destination in mind? If so, what is it? Absolutely. Unification of the entire global planet. Oh, that's small. Yeah. Nothing yeah. too crazy. It's boring. Yeah, I no. know. Just unity consciousness, your average stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, since uh, that is not at all the average stuff. And our viewers might not be familiar with the concept. How would you explain it? Unity consciousness is um, the acceptance of everyone as their most authentic selves. Mm. First within ourselves and then within each other. Unity consciousness is knowing that no one is greater or lesser than anyone else. Unity consciousness is the remembrance of our natural state, which is divine. Unity consciousness is... Um, the coming together of all people, and there are prophecies about this, um, and that you know the, the 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 rainbow people coming together as as one whole um, unified power. Really, that everyone has access to clean water, everyone has access to organic non-GMO foods, everyone has access to a home, everyone has access to clean clean clothes. Um, Everybody is, we're all lifting each other up. We're all helping each other out. We're all, um, you know, money isn't a thing. Like we're, we're not, money, you know, I love money. Money is fantastic and it's definitely doing its purpose right now. But in a world that's totally unified, we have no, no purpose for it because we would know, like, if I do something for you, I'm first of all doing it because I love you unconditionally and I don't actually expect anything back. Mm -hmm. And in doing that, like you're empowered to do the same thing. And that's all we're doing is just like this ever flowing circuit of energy that um, is not possessive and is not possessed mm -hmm. by anyone or anything either. Um, so uni unity consciousness is, is <laughs> an equal world in a world where everybody, there's no competition. There's no like, you're just doing it because you want to do it. You're doing it because you love to do it. You're doing it because it brings you joy. And you know that alongside you, everybody else is doing the same thing. They're doing it because it brings them joy. And it and it's benefiting the whole, too. That's a big one, too. It's like, uh, is, it, is, it, is it for the good of all? Mm. So everything we're doing is for the good of all. That's unity consciousness. Okay. Big concepts. Yeah. Um, might be hard to grasp <laughs> for some, but right. And I'm not definitely not saying that like I'm going to bring unity consciousness, but like I will do my part in it, you know, mm -hmm. just a puzzle piece amongst this like gigantic vision that's been put in place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I think everyone does have a part to play in that. Absolutely. And I think that's, that's part of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and that tied actually in very nicely to, you know, I, I want to get into like what the right path feels like and you touched on you know things that bring you joy and um but as we're here to to guide you know people who might feel lost I want to 
get into, you know, two things. So number one, do you always feel like you're on the right path? And if so, what's it feel like? And then number two, you know, when do you feel lost to help people recognize if they're on or off? Mm. Well, on a, um, on a, on a level of my being, I know I'm always on the right path. I Mm. know that. Um, there's, there, that's the thing is there is no wrong path. So Mm. by nature, we are always on the right path, but our egos will tell us otherwise and we'll create stories of like, I'm not on the right path. Like even somebody who's like so deep in the Maya and the illusion and the matrix, um, who's just like so unhappy and like live, you know, totally out of alignment with their truth. Like even they're on the right path. Mm. There is no wrong path. And it's just like a matter of like, how, how do you want to feel while you're on the path, you know? And, like, what even is the path? Like, there mm. the path. Like, there's no, like, to me, one path. Mm. It's just, like, all, all truths are true, you know? And I think mm. it just comes down to how do you want to feel on it? Mm-hmm. So that guy who, you know, is in the Matrix and doesn't actually love his job, he's on the right, quote, like, the right path. He's doing exactly what is right for him but how does he feel does he love it no well then change your path Mm. change what you want to do if you don't love what you're doing you have the free will no matter what anybody tells you you have the free will to make it something different Mm. and and you know like that can get into a whole thing you know people could bring up all sorts of reasons for why not everybody has free will and i really have a lot of sympathy for that and a lot of empathy for it but um we won't we won't go there but <laughs> <laughs> that could be a whole nother that's podcast. a whole different thing yeah does free will exist um <laughs> I, <laughs> I will say i think it does um and I, I feel the same for people who think it might be limited in certain cases mm-hmm. and but, but yeah but to your point yeah how do you know you're on the right path does it feel good mm-hmm. and if it doesn't then uh reevaluate <laughs> yeah i think one thing that just came to me as we were talking about your journey and I was thinking, well, you know, my initial reaction was like, well, you said when you were lying about everything that that was horrible. But like once you zoom out, like that's in the moment. But once you zoom out and look at from a broader perspective over many years, it's like, oh, that was part of the path. Mm-hmm. Right. But when you're in it, you know, miserable, it sounds mm-hmm. right. So, uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess I think we can conclude this or summarize this with. You're always on it, but if you're feeling bad, you might want to look at what you can change. Yes, yeah. <laughs> if it doesn't feel good, then do something different. True that. If it doesn't feel good, then you're out of alignment with what's true for you. Mm, true that. And I'd also like to add, figure out what actually feels good for you, mm-hmm. right? Because it can feel good to sit at home and smoke wheel all day, but then like if you mm-hmm. blew off all your commitments to people, that again, you know, isn't good in the long run. So it's, what's the... What is your definition of you? Are you you just mm-hmm. right now? If so, go get blackout drunk, right? But you're also you tomorrow. So you're going to be hungover tomorrow. So are you're you mm. today and you're you tomorrow and you're you for the rest of however long you're alive. And you're not just you. You're you and the people you care about, whether it's your friends or your family, maybe community or depending on how patriotic you are at your country, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's how you can act in alignment is once you understand all these things that it's not just you now you're much broader than that oh totally that's a great point and that the you that you are now will evolve Mm. too and so you gotta gotta keep up with it you know like constantly (laughs) asking yourself does this still feel good is this still in support of my highest self i guess would be like you know if if you are the kind of person who you're right 
like if you're sitting on the couch all day and you're smoking weed, like maybe that feels good for you. And at some point it won't mm-hmm. guarantee that at some point it won't feel good for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Shout out to all you stubborn stoners, but <laughs> been there, done that. Same. <laughs> <laughs> There's more for you. I promise. Yeah. Look out from your Cheetos bag. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, so yeah, well let's get to the meat of this then. Like, so what makes you feel fulfilled and where are you finding meaning in your life right now? What makes me feel fulfilled? When I'm in service to a higher good, to the highest good, to the greatest good for all. That makes me feel really fulfilled. And when I'm in my most authentic truth, I feel really fulfilled. Uh, what was the second part? Um, you know, where are you finding meaning? Mm. Oh, yeah. Where am I finding meaning? That's funny. It's a funny question because I'm at the (laughs) point in my life where I'm where humans are such meaning making machines, Mm. you know, where it's like, well, what's the meaning of this? What's the meaning of that? Does this have meaning? Like it all has meaning. Um, So for me. uh, (laughs) And everything. I could find meaning in everything, you know, mm-hmm. and I could also find meaning in nothing, which in it of itself is finding meaning in something. But <laughs> language, right? <laughs> language, blah, blah, blah. But fulfillment, definitely feeling fulfilled in in being in my highest purpose and mm. finding fulfillment in devoting myself to my highest self and my uh, most expanded self, and I find fulfillment in my highest excitement and greatest joy. Mm. This dovetails really nicely because you mentioned, you know, kind of highest purpose and things. Um, and I think that that to me is rooted in intention, the intention for your action, what you're trying to do with it. Right. And your intention is to serve your highest purpose, Mm -hmm. whatever that may be. Um, and you also mentioned the word service and I ran across a really cool framework recently called, well, it's not called anything, but (laughs) where you examine whether the intention of your action is in service to yourself or in service to others. And, so what I would like to ask you is like, which one do you find is more aligned with that highest, you know, you like, which one is more rewarding? Which one provides you the most fulfillment or meaning? I feel like you already know that, uh, how I'm going to answer this yeah. service is self versus services to, to others. Like what's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, classically her, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know. What is the difference to you? I don't think, I don't believe in a difference. I think that it's all unification. Like that's oneness right there is knowing that a service to myself is a service to you. Hmm. Me taking the time and space to get to know myself uh, did a service to you. Mm -hmm. Did a service to the grocery clerk. Did a service to my family. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's that. And then like, you know, me doing a service to someone else like me doing a service to someone else is also doing a service to me as well Mm -hmm. you know um so if i'm showing up for my family then i'm showing up for myself if i'm showing up for this podcast i'm showing up for myself um yeah it's i that's it it's just oneness like i don't could i slightly challenge that Please. So when you were a klepto, who was that <laughs> serving other than yourself? Oh, wow. Good one. 
Uh, well, it serves the illusion. Yeah. It serves the matrix for sure. Um, it serves my future self mm. because my future self now has to forgive and learn forgiveness. Mm. And in doing that, I'm serving the collective because now I'm forgiving. And like we just said, when I'm bettering myself, I'm bettering the world. Mm. Um, so it sounds like the definition again changes upon your perspective. If you're zoomed in on that moment, doesn't seem to be serving anybody mm. but yourself. Mm -hmm. But years later, it made you who you are today. Totally, yeah. And at the time too, like who knows, like who who that my friends who I had at that time, like who were witnessing me stealing, like it served them too, because then they're like uh, either feeding into the um, feeding into that and being like, I'm also going to do that, and then like then you know, they're branching off and their future self is now having to, you know, be like, Oh, now I'm going to have to forgive that. Mm. Or they're, it's serving them by them being like, I don't want to steal. And so then they're doing something better for themselves. You know, mm. it's serving the, the store clerk who has to, um, then like step into their power and be like, you're not allowed to do that. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. That's, that, that's great answer. And <laughs> it shows the, variety of different perspectives and truths that do surround a seemingly unidimensional event right yes. you might think stealing's bad yes and which are my other two favorite words um, <laughs> put next to each other um yes it is bad in that moment and it's much more than you think it is exactly going right back into oneness mm -hmm. everything but is helping everything yeah yeah i had a funny insight the other day and i um, was talking to chelsea i'm like you're talking about like uh, evil or malevolent spirits. Mm. And one thing that was blurted out of my mouth was evil spirits are here to teach you to love what you thought initially couldn't be loved. Yep. It, that's exactly it. So kleptomite <laughs> is one of them. Um, yeah. So there, there's a lesson in there too. And oh my gosh, I'm just thinking of the political climate right now. I'm like, everyone has a lot of forgiving to do. <laughs> <laughs> Election year's coming up. Yes, and a whole lot of being like, like the universe is just helping us refine our preferences. Mm. You Could know, you dive more into that? Yeah, so if we're like, uh, oh my God, like I don't love how, you know, okay, uh, if I, I'm just going to say it, like if I don't love the way that um, the world is run right now, then it helps me be like, well, it helps me refine that and be like, how would I like the world to be mm. run? Um, in much the same way that when you're manifesting, if you're like, I want a, I want a car, then the universe will be like, here are all these cars. And you're like, okay, whoa, like I want a car that's like, you know, new. And they'll be like, okay, here are all the new cars. And you're like, well, 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 I want the car to be new and I want it to be this certain make. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, okay, here's, you know, and you're just like constantly narrowing down your preferences. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to manifestation, people will stop at a certain stage. They'll be like, well, it can't get better than this. Mm. The trick is it can. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you, you know this. You just got yeah. your dream car. <laughs> <laughs> I did, yeah. And it can get better because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a tinkerer and I'm going to change some things. Exactly. But, but yeah, um, well put. And I'd also like to quote one of my favorite late philosophers, Alan Watts here. I love him. And yeah, genius on many levels. If you guys haven't listened to him, please do. He's got lectures online on YouTube. And he talks about the game of life and... You know, if we weren't able to, well now I'm plugging you in here, if we weren't able to continually improve upon whatever is coming to us, then the game wouldn't be worth the candle. Like in that, you know, if, if the game is to get the candle, like it wouldn't be worth it at all and you might as well just not play, mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, and that's 
which is kind of the other option, which you had mentioned earlier, which is if you find a way to off yourself, you're like, the game isn't worth it for me. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck this, I'm out. Right. right? So you got to find a game that's worth a candle and life appears to be set up in such a way that it is. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, to not to attribute it to personality, even though I really like doing that, it wouldn't be here mm-hmm. if it wasn't worth it. So, you know, just although many, I'm sure many people out there have felt that type of hopelessness and, you know, you're not the first guest to say that on this podcast. Um, I think one of the things I want to leave people with among all the other beautiful gems you've dropped here today um, is that it is worth a candle and you will, there are many ways out of the situations you're in and maybe looking back, you know, in a few years from now, you'd be like, Oh my God, that was actually part of the path. <laughs> right. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, just wanted to drop that in there. Um, and, and, and mm-hmm. also really fast, uh, mm-hmm. you said something that reminded me of, of this is that, um, you'd never know more clearly what you want than when you know what you don't want. Mm. And so when we are so far from knowing who we are and we're creating things that are from a place of inauthenticity, then we're creating situations that we don't actually want. And that helps us to again, refine our preference and to help us know what we actually do want. So if you're in a situation where things are not how you want it that's a great place to be because now you know what you don't want and you never know more clearly clearly what you do want than when you know what you don't want and when you know what you want then you can be a conscious creator of your life and you can look at it and you can go okay I don't want this and focus on the opposite of that what do you want and then focus on that and watch as watch as things shift and that's mm-hmm. where the magic happens mm-hmm. yeah it's like a pendulum swinging that slowly gets closer to center mm-hmm um, and then also one note on the, the political stuff that popped up. I, I also want to plug, um, a friend and you know, I think you might know, um, Andrew Don Ava. Um, but anyway, he, they are uh, working on a new political party. So for anyone who's feeling like the system that we have is, or not the system, but the parties we have are kind of whack, um, check out one nation. I just mm. want to plug this. Cool. Um, it's been very inspiring to me. It's made up of some of my favorite thinkers who talk about exactly this. Um, and coming up with kind of all-win methodologies and harnessing the power of our co-creative consciousness and e- developing a world in which we can actually all follow our joys um, and doing so through rigorous practices. Um, so, yep, check out One Nation. Um, okay, we're nearing the end. <laughs> <laughs> a long podcast. Um, it is. There's a lot to unpack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so... We kind of, we touched on a lot of this stuff already. I have one question on motivation and another one on spirituality. Um, I think just practically, like, what motivates you and gets you out of bed every morning? Uh, being so excited about what magic life has to show me that day. And I and I mean that, like, and I know that sounds so cheesy, but I mean, <laughs> like, literally, it's gotten to a point where I'm, like, so in the ethers of just being, like, I just love testing what's possible Ooh. and being like waking up and being like, okay, so today I'm going to be this today. I'm going to do this. And just like waiting to see how life delivers that to me. Mm. And I love to see my manifestations come to life. It's just because it's literally become a game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and so that's what gets me out of bed every day. I'm just like, what have you to show me today? Yeah. 
okay, that's that's sending tingles down my spine. I'm like, that's some good mm-hmm. stuff right, right there. Te- like playing playing with playing with the malleability of reality. Mm. Nice. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> for for those of you who aren't able to see and are just listening, she means this. Um, <laughs> you can feel it in the air. Uh, great. And that kind of dovetails <laughs> into the next one, which is a, another large question, which is, are you religious or spiritual? And we've kind of talked about this a lot already, mm-hmm. but maybe we could recap for our you know, audience. Um, what's your, if you could do a one minute take on your spirituality or to whatever you need, you have all the space in the world. Right. Well, uh, well, I feel like I've encompassed it in mm-hmm. uh, the answers. My spirituality is that we are all divine. Um, I grew up religious and my religious background is the foundation of my spirituality in that it instilled in me faith. And so my um, spiritual belief is that we're all divine and that we all um, are benevolent and that we are uh, totally supported and totally loved and that above, uh, behind the curtains is this grand mystery um, that is, uh, that created all of this for fun and for play and for exploration of ourselves and Mm our possibilities and our limitations and um yeah <laughs> okay that's a great summary yeah um yeah and if uh one of the if people wanted to know more about that general philosophy do you have any places they might start yeah well you said c- one was alan watts that's a great one mm. great teacher another one is matt con matt con k h-a-n on youtube he's got phenomenal talks and he just like goes in on it Mm. (laughs) on the etheric and esoteric things um and then also just like you know remembering it for yourself really like these these teachers are great they're guide points they're great like uh triggers to help you remember it for yourself so like if you sit in meditation enough like you'll you'll remember it Mm. okay (laughs) yeah i've true that um (laughs) just to add you know some support to that um i met another girl who had had similar experiences meditating uh, a friend's friend and then also my girlfriend has had those experiences as well um so yes people it is possible give it a shot all it takes is you (laughs) 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 um which Tavatale is great into the next section of final section of actionable advice. We've touched on a lot of this stuff. So I think we can kind of blow through this. Mm-hmm. Um, so generally, you know, how do you partition your time? Like from like mm-hmm. work things or, you know, work or play, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, my morning practice is the most important thing to me. Mm. Um, that is, uh, I'm devoted to that. I'm, I, really 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 do my best to not negotiate that i wake up in the morning and i do my morning practice and everything else follows what's that morning practice uh it involves waking up moving my body so doing a stretch or a yoga uh breath work Mm. um sound alchemy so like waking up my voice there's a lot of vocal things that come up and then meditation and then after that i make cacao and i drink my cacao and yeah. I'm present with my cacao. And then my day begins. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are a few cool key things in there I think everyone can get into. Um, so, you know, stretching yoga, mm-hmm. right? Find a nice place to do it. And, uh, and about how long do you spend doing that? 
My entire morning practice is about an hour and a half. Okay. Yeah. So it's about 45 minutes of the physical stuff, 45 minutes of the mind stuff. Cool. And then I'd also like to plug breath work for a second because I do that nearly every morning. I'm getting better at being strict with it. Or not strict, but consistent, I should say. There you go, yeah. Because um, it's not a strict thing. It's actually quite good. It's um, Anyway, uh, jumping off point for that for people, um, there's a guy, Wim Hof, mm-hmm. uh, W-I-M space H-O-F. You know, feel free to look him up. I do his thing every morning. I feel notably better and more level afterward every time, no matter what state I'm going into it. Um, so yeah, highly recommend if someone needs a, sh- if they, if you're, sh- if you're s- short on time, it's like five to 15 minutes, depending on how many you want to do. Um, but yeah, maybe start there. Um, okay, cool. So continuing actionable advice, how do you make people or time for people you care about? I check in with myself first and I'll be like, do I have the capacity? Uh, And then if I'm good with it, like if I'm like, yeah, I totally have the capacity, then I'll do like really anything (laughs) Mm. as long as I'm um, not draining myself. And I don't mean like, oh, is this person going to drain me? I mean, like, have I got enough energy to spend my time with this person? Mm. And if I do, then it's a yes. And if I don't, then it's a no. And and the people I care about uh, honor that. And Mm. I honor that in them as well. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any advice for people who maybe haven't reached that point of honoring with their friends? Like, how do you start that? Yeah, setting boundaries. Ooh. Setting boundaries is a big one for mm-hmm. people. You know, just to... Mm, I grew up in a home where there were no boundaries, so learning boundaries was a big part of my journey. And mm. uh, now I really honor it. I really honor my yes, and I really honor my no. Me saying yes to something means I have to say no to something else. Mm. So being able to like look at it and 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 value myself, and it takes time. It of course takes time. Knowing how to value yourself, knowing how to uh, set your boundaries, and then stand in your boundaries. Hmm. And the next question, which you might guess, is how do you get to know yourself? And I think we talked about it, right? <laughs> yeah, make time for it. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down in a quiet place and get curious. Oh, yeah, about you. Yeah, why not? Get curious. Why am I the way that I am? Who am I? What mm. have I come here for? Mm. I Yeah. Amen. And I promise you, you are very interesting. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, cool. So, okay. A little bit harder of a question. Actionable advice. Promise we're almost there. Three oh more no, to go. No problem. Um, I love these. Well, that's really good to hear. Me too. Um, this is a bit tougher. So how do you challenge your beliefs or develop new perspectives? Mm. Mm-hmm. I feel like it kind of just happens naturally. Like a belief will get me to a state, a certain space that I need to be in. It'll get me to the next level, if you will. And then I know when my belief is getting challenged when like I'm not progressing. It's like, okay, okay, why? Like I can't breach why aren't i getting any higher or like why why aren't i growing Mm. then i know that there's a belief that served me that now needs to evolve Mm. um so i so to answer your question it is like uh well when is it no longer serving me Mm. when is it no longer helping me grow and then how do you find a new one Oh, well, then that's part of the whole, that's the whole journey, right? It's like, oh, cool. Like now I'm in this space where I'm needing to develop 
and evolve this and that's the journey that's the path that not the path but that's the journey are there specific steps you take like are there consistent steps mm -mm. you can take to figure out the new perspective no actually there's not because mm. i mean there's like tools you know like what we talked sure. about like the meditation and things like that but mm -hmm. the belief just gets expanded on uh and it could it could go anywhere and it's and honestly it just becomes this like fun treasure hunt mm. cool yeah cool treasure hunt that's a good way of putting it because that's what it is mm -hmm. at the end of the day like you're finding treasure yeah and there's no way of knowing where the belief will take you there's no i mean i have no way of knowing where it's gonna take me <laughs> so i just <laughs> get curious again okay awesome um and then what advice would you like to offer our younger audience maybe they're just beginning mm. self-discovery careers yeah really really try your best not to give in to what the social norm is really try your best to be courageous enough to go into your own self and to figure out what's true for me really try your best to do that and it's gonna be hard because your friends will tell you to be a certain way your family will tell you to be a certain way your your schoolmates your teachers will tell you to be a certain way but just really try your best to just cancel all of that out and and go inward and ask yourself what what do i love what what is true for me you know who am i and then have the courage to follow that because I promise, I promise that in that exploration of the true self, you will find freedom and you will um, expunge yourself from the latches of, of the matrix of society, of, of false stories that aren't for you. So just really try your best, try your best to be yourself and to be courageous in that and it will only lead you to magnificent places you, you will only be brought you know it'll it'll feel weird for a minute because you're so entrenched you could be entrenched in in an illusion of who you think you are of who society tells you to be of you know what the what the social media people say um but the pursuit of the true self is it's just a glorious journey mm. so have the courage to to go there mm. well said powerful stuff and if i may i'd like to yes and that mm -hmm. um and add on you also might find some things have been instantiated for a reason societally speaking like don't murder people would right. be one <laughs> you know extreme example of things not to do and it's not a made-up thing right um you know looking back in history we've had many things actually implemented because they're what makes society work, right? Like don't drive on the wrong side of the road, you know, like certain things like that. I think a lot of what you're talking about, absolutely. Culturally, maybe there's some things that are just like super wrong, like not valuing women or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Or like if you're not wearing these types of shoes, like, <laughs> in, you know, in SoCal, if you're not wearing bands, you suck, right? Like mm. um, those types of things, yes. And there are other things that we should, I think, be very wary of at the bare minimum trying to understand why they're there in the first place. Right. Yeah, or that yeah. should be part of the process is, okay, how do I feel about this thing and who put it there and why? Mm. Right. I love that. Yeah, totally. 
So, so yeah, I just want to temper that a bit because it's easy to run wild with that idea and be like, well, burn it all down. And it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> right. Which if you're spending time with yourself and finding the truth of yourself, you, you will not find that to be the case. <laughs> I, yeah. I'd like to think so. Um, just want to caution against that. It's true. Um, so, so yeah, but, but awesome. That's really powerful stuff. Um, and we've reached the final question. Dun, dun. What's it going to be? Dun, 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 dun. Who knows? <laughs> so this is more of a um, kind of promo area where I want to ask you if there's anything that you would like to bring to our audience's attention. Um, well, we talked about the album, so there's that. Definitely check out the music if you feel like you want to know more about medicine music and, and in a way that's tangible and uh, easy to digest I <laughs> definitely check out the music um, which at the time that we're recording this it's not out yet but I imagine that it might be out by the time that this is posted so just going online and typing in Maite Kuyasin um, M-A-I-T-E space K-U-Y-A-S-I-N um yeah, you'll find it there. And then that's also um, where you'll probably find everything. The website that has, you know, my one-on-one -on -one work, um, my retreats that I host. I host wi women's retreats, uh, which are super fun and really expansive and totally empowering. And I'm saying that because I've received these things from, from the retreat. And then the different events that I put on and the experiences. Uh, also do, like, weekend-long co-ed retreats. Um, that are all intended for the purpose of bringing us back into the unifying power of love, um, bringing us back into unity. You know, something that Derek mentioned, like being in that room full of people and being like, oh my God, there's a total unification going on here. And so that's the energy that's brought into everything that I do is, is this unifying? Does this unify or does this separate? Mm. So, it, you know, that's the intention is it unification, unifying you with your truth, unifying you with your higher power, unifying uh everybody in the room with each other unifying everyone in the room with the divine um and so th that's that's all the work that i that i do and then i also have an instagram where i share a bunch of this information and i bit by information i mean like talking about etheric things and then my process and like what i'm going through that will hopefully help and inspire other people to do the same thing or you know in their own way but um yeah it's all my take kuyasin that's that's me across all the boards Amazing. Um, and I can vouch for everything you just said, <laughs> um, including following on Instagram. That, for me, has been inspiring as well. Um, so, yeah, this was and all this entire like two hours has been crazy inspiring, too. <laughs> um, so thank you so much for doing this. Um, and I can't wait to hear like what everyone else gets out of this as well. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really really great to talk about this i love talking about this stuff i could talk about it ever and ever so <laughs> <laughs> thanks for giving me a space to do that and for it to be heard appreciate it and for doing the work that you're doing to help people um feel guided towards uh what actually matters in life it's important work thank you my pleasure <laughs>